Welcome to the new podcast for WGTS 91.9's Gateway Fellowship, a place that is about inspiring hope. You can find out more about us and hear more messages at MyGatewayFellowship.com. We're talking about living life on the edge. And one of the things, right away when you hear that, there's a few things that come to mind. One for me is the Aerosmith song that says, we're living on the edge. I don't know if anyone else knows that song, but that pops right away in my head. And then the other thing is like when you're on the edge, you have to be fully aware, right? If you're on the edge and you're not paying attention, there's a good chance what could happen. You could fall over. And so many times in our lives, man, we really are just kind of halfway there. Do you know what I mean? Like you're here, but you're not really here. Have you ever experienced that? You're in class. You're listening to the teacher, but also you're listening to a thousand other voices in your head saying, you got to do this, you got to do that. You're at work and the customer is looking at you and talking to you, but you're really thinking, "Mm -hmm." you're smiling and you're nodding, but you're also thinking about what am I going to eat a little bit later on? You know what I mean? Or you're talking to your wife and you pay complete attention you don't do anything wrong, and you get brownie points when you preach. You know what I mean? You live on the edge, you're here, you're focused. And I think that's what God wants of us, to, to be here, present in the moment. And what we're talking about today, the first kind of segment that we're getting into, is called God's dream for your life. This is a really big concept for us to to handle to wrap our minds around and uh, it's my prayer that when all is said and done we'll be a little bit closer to God and maybe have a little bit better understanding of what that dream is it's a great dream and it's a big dream and um, I pray that we'll find it today a little bit clearer so let's bow our heads for a word of prayer Jesus we love you um, thank you so much for what you're doing Thank you for what you have done. And we pray, God, that we would be able to understand you a little bit clearer tonight. As Caitlin sang, so that we would be drawn close to the cross, that you would lead us to where your love is poured out. Lead us there, God. And I pray that you would take the humble words that I have and and do something with them. Whatever you want is fine. We're yours. And we love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so we're talking about God's dream for our lives. I have three points I'd like to say. One is God's great dream, overall dream for you know this whole thing. The world, the earth, all of creation. The second thing is God's dream for you personally. And then third, God's dream for us as a community. All right? Simple enough? Check this out. This is one of my favorite passages, stories in the Bible, whatever you want to say it. And I've talked about it before, but it's that awesome to me that sometimes you just have to go back to it. You've probably heard this story many times. Most people, when they start to say that, you know what, I'm going to read the whole Bible from start to finish, they usually start where we're going to go today, and sometimes they don't get much further than than this book. But this is a really, really cool book. It's called the book of Genesis. Can you say Genesis? Say it like you mean it, Genesis. 
All right, cool. It's a really cool word. So God is creating stuff. I'm just going to kind of paraphrase things. God is creating stuff. He's making the water. He's making the land. He's making the clouds. He's making the stars. He's making the sun. He's making the moon. This is stuff that you've heard before. But man, just think about it. How big is that? That's how this whole thing starts off. God is creating things. There's nothing there. And then now there's something there. How amazing is that? Something that we oftentimes take for granted, that our God, like the song says, our God is greater, our God is stronger. Can you say something and then it actually happens? Can you say, hey, I want some stars in the sky and it actually happens? I don't think so. Neither can I. But God can. So God is making all of this stuff and he's like, this is really good. This is good. This is good. This is good. And then he makes man. And I love the way it says here. It says, um, God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to work it and to take care of it. This is all pre-sin. So this is just, this is a good time for the planet. (laughs) So God took the man, put him in the Garden of Eden to work it and take care of it. So maybe that goes to show us that even before sin, there was work. And that work may not be such a bad thing. But hopefully you like the work that you do. And, uh, and the Lord God commanded him. He says, look, you are free to eat any tree in the garden, but you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. When you eat it, you will surely die. So that's one bit of business that God gets out right of the way. But then he says this. It should be every man's favorite Bible verse, if, it's, if not one of them. Then the Lord says, it is not good for man to be alone. And all the fellas said, amen. Right? All the fellas said, amen. say it like men. Come on, man. Like, uh, you got, come on. All the fellas said, amen. nice. nice. <laughs> you said it like a pirate. That was awesome. <laughs> so I said, it's not good for man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. So it says, now the Lord God had formed out of all the ground, all the beasts, all of the field and the birds in the air. He brought them to the man to see what, they, what he would name them. So right away, you have this partnership that is often overlooked. God makes some stuff, but then he lets Adam name the stuff. That's pretty cool. What does this say? It says a lot more than what you might think at first glance. God is saying here. Let's do something together. God is saying, you know, I'm not so selfish that I can't share in what I'm creating. I want you to be a part of this. Original dream for God with this world is that we would be connected with God, partnering, learning from him, seeing what he has to teach us, but being deeply, deeply involved. Not far off and just like, oh, okay, that's cool, God. But actually, God's like a teacher teaching us all kinds of cool things and giving us privileges to actually be a part of his creation. And we've said this before, you know, but I, I just think it's funny when you think of, you know, God is allowing Adam to, to name these animals, and so, you know, just the whole, the whole thing, like this creature comes out and God's like, what do you want to name it? And Adam's like, hippopotamus, you know? And God's like, all right, what about this? Duckbill platypus? Sounds good to me. You know what I mean? Like God is like, sure, whatever you want. And then eventually 
you know, Adam runs out of names and he's like, dog. You know, there's like nothing else cool to say. But this original dream is that God is like, let's do this together. And God makes man and God makes woman. And there's this beautiful time of great peace where they were just hand in hand with their God. And I don't know about you, but I long for that. And whatever happened in that, you know, kind of in between, in between the pages of that time of God with Adam and Eve, it was so beautiful and so powerful that God would give anything to get it back. So God's great dream, to put it simply, is for us to be with him. You have to understand this. If you've made some mistakes, which I'm sure a few of us have, it's very easy for you to think that you are judged cast aside, pushed away, but you have to know that God's great dream is to be together with you. So you have not gone too far for him to say, you know what, actually, I don't want anything to do with him. No, that's not the case at all. It was so worth it that last week we celebrated what Jesus did on the cross, and we know now we're living in resurrection because it was so worth it that, like Pastor Rojas said last week, that Jesus paid the ultimate price for that dream to be fulfilled, that we could be with God. So now the door has been opened, and that dream can come true, and that's good news. So today, if you're down or if you're beating yourself up about things, there's, all, there's always room for conviction of sin and time for us to, you know, to turn our back and, and start fresh and anew. But first and foremost, you have to know this, that God is so passionate about you that he would go through any lengths to get us back because that original dream that started in the Garden of Eden was worth his son's life. So that's good news, amen? God's dream is for us to be together God is Emmanuel, God with us, not God away from us. He's with us. So that's awesome news. Now, something for us from the book of John. Jesus is talking to his people, and he says this in John chapter 10, verse 7. I'll start there. It says, Jesus said, I tell you the truth. I am the gate for the sheep. All who come before me were thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. He will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. But I have come that you may have life and life in abundance. So God's dream for us, one part of it, but it's so important, is for you to have an abundant life. How many of you guys are living abundant lives? (laughs) It's awesome. A few of us are looking, you guys are giving me that half look like you're thinking about what you're going to eat tomorrow, you know? But abundant life, a fulfilled life, being content, being happy, being satisfied, Let's be real. A lot of us hate our jobs. I don't hate my job. Just let me just say that. But I know a lot of people hate their job. And that's tough. A lot of people say, you know what? I used to dream about doing all of these things. When you were younger, did you used to have dreams? We do these tours for these kids who come to the radio station. And as the promotions director, that's like one of the things I get to do. And it's so funny because 
you know, I have a lot of stuff that I have to get done every day of all, all kinds of planning. And like tomorrow there's a con there's a, a festival and then there's a concert that night. And next week we got the night of hope, which I wore the shirt for, you know, there's all kinds of things, but we have to take time out for these little kids who will come and visit the station. And they're always these little Cub Scouts that are they're just so awesome. They come in their little uniforms and their little badges, and they come, and they have to get a tour of some kind of radio station. And I, I'm usually the one to, you know, to give them the tour. So most of the time, we'll go around, and they get to meet Brennan and Becky. And for them, it's like a really cool, cool thing. And they get to talk to them. And uh, this, this one kid, he came in by himself because he missed the, the previous field trip of all the other Cub Scouts. So he comes in, and he is just full of energy. I have this, I have just never seen a kid that excited about anything in my life. And he comes in, and when he finally gets to meet Brennan, the DJ, he's just like, you know, <gasps> mouth just drops wide open. And then I'm thinking, oh, man, this kid must really love the radio. And I'm like, so would you like to be a DJ? You know, talk with my big eyes and, you know, try and talk like a kid. Like kids are like, probably like why are you talk like that? You know, <laughs> so would you like to be a DJ one day? And, and this kid is like, no. And I was just like, ah, <laughs> you know, with this dumb look on my face. Ah, ah. And uh, I was like, well, what, would you, what would you like to be? And you know what he told me? This kid is like seven years old. He said he wants to be an astronaut evangelist. An evangelist for astronauts. I'm thinking in my head, wow. You know, the first thing in my head, I was like, that's ridiculous. That's like never going to happen, you know? But you think about it, this kid was like, there may be, you know, planets, we live on planets and the astronauts are going to need Jesus and I want to be an astronaut evangelist. And I'm just like, I mean, this kid has a dream. (laughs) And that dream is something that I don't know may happen. But you remember you used to have dreams like that. What did you used to want to be? What did you used to want to do? What did you think you would have done by now? And somehow you end up settling for something else. And, uh, you know, life is full of changes. But there's one promise that God has. There's this one thing that God wants to give us that has not changed. And that's an abundant life. And it's hard to live an abundant life if you're miserable. So I just want to encourage you today. Remember that... The Savior who died on that cross, who gave up everything, said, look, I have come that you would have life and that you would have an abundant life. This is not a prosperity message. I want to make that really clear. This is not, you know, because not everyone who, you know, buys the the magic handkerchief gets, you know, (laughs) all the blessings. I don't know if you guys have ever seen those commercials. Call in for this special handkerchief that I prayed over and you'll get all the blessings. You know, sometimes that, you know, Sometimes that just does not work, you know, because sometimes God goes a different way. But one thing that God always has for us is a dream of an abundant life. So if you're miserable all the time, you have to know it's not of God. Sometimes if you feel that little nudge, like maybe I need to make some changes in my life so I can get to kind of back to that dream that I once had. That might not just be, you know, the enemy trying to trick you, but that might be the spirit saying, do it. Go for it. Take a chance. Be an astronaut evangelist. You can do it.
I mean, I never would have thought that they would have had things called iPhones, you know? What happened to the Walkman? Do you guys even know what Walkmans are? You know, they're gone. Atari used to play Atari. Now there's, like, what, PlayStation? Wii? I look at you, Tess, just my, <laughs> my... You know, things change. So, hey, who knows? Anyway, the point is, let me stop being on <laughs> all my tangents. Don't lose your dreams. Remember that Jesus has a dream for you to have an abundant life. And that's good news. Now, pray for us. And this is really important. It's short, it's simple, but it, it's everything for this community. Jesus, before he's crucified, is praying. And it's beautiful, all these red letters in the Bible. Jesus prays for himself. Jesus prays for his disciples. But then it says that Jesus prays for all believers. That means Jesus prayed for us. And this verse always gets me. It says, my prayer is not for them alone, but I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message, speaking of the disciples. He says, I pray that all of them may be one. Father, just as you are in me and I am in you, may they also be one. Make us one. Man, look at the church today. You see some pretty big divisions. It can be pretty ugly at times, actually. And Jesus prayed that we would be a community of people that would be one. That doesn't mean that we'll think exactly the same, but that means that we will be so focused on Christ and the cross and what has happened that we won't let petty arguments or little things get in the way of our love, of us sharing the good news of the gospel. We won't get sidetracked because our eyes are focused on the prize. God had a dream that we would be one. Now that's, that is a huge, huge dream. So here's the challenge. I'm going to wrap this up because, I, I mean, this is just to the point. Do you have someone that you need to ask forgiveness for? Or give forgiveness to. Because it's hard to be one if you're angry at your brother or, or your sister. That kind of goes against the great dream. You know? Is there something that, that you, you look at people? Maybe, I mean, some people, you know, they have a hard time just with certain people. Or certain groups of people. Or people who think a certain way. And it's like, because they think that way, they're like, oh, they're, they're not true believers. Come on, man. People think differently than us. It's okay. Still, we have to be one. So as we take on the name of Christ, as we take on, you know, this great, great honor of saying that we are Christians, we have to remember that we have to be one. That was Jesus' prayer. It was Jesus' dream that we would be unified. I'll tell you one, one other thing, a little side note. Our country in a couple of weeks and months is about to get pretty split up. And it's okay if it's in a healthy way. 
but it cannot affect our love for one another. Amen? How awesome would it be if every single one of us in this room took on the challenge to say, you know what, I'm not going to be a divider, but I'm going to be a unifier. That's what I'm going to do. I'm not going to point the finger so much, but I'm going to try to cool things down. Not with politics, I'm not just talking about that, but at work, in your families. You know, I'm going to, I want to combine things, not just because it's, it's better when we're all together, but also because that's something that my Savior who died and suffered, that's what he prayed, that's the dream that he wants for me and my community, that we would be connected. What would happen if just this few people right here, if we took this, this dream seriously? What did Jesus do with just 12 disciples? So God is good. And God has a dream. And the good news about this whole thing is that it's all possible. Because the Bible says that all things are possible for those who believe. So um, I'm going to invite Caitlin to come back up. Um, she's going to sing a, another song. She's going to bless us. And... Um, as she sings this song, I pray that you would just think to yourself maybe of, of some potential changes that you may need to make. Whether that's a, a, a way to live a more abundant life or maybe you're just one of the main dividers <laughs> and not making people one, this community one. Or maybe you've forgotten that God loves you so much that he wants to be deeply involved with you. So I'm going to ask Caitlin to sing and um, I pray that you'll be blessed. Wherever life's journey is taking you, we hope you can find a home at Gateway Fellowship, a ministry of WGTS 91.9. We'd love for you to visit us sometime. Services happen each Saturday evening at 6. You can learn more about us and get more podcasts at mygatewayfellowship.com.